0: We are here. I want to show you right now, Lathrop and Decula, Georgia, and, and come on now, everybody kind of just let everybody know you're glad. This is what's happening in Modesto tonight. I'll go through one more time. Look at all these people excited about God and good things that are happening, so we're thrilled that you're with us. We're thrilled that you're with us tonight. Praise the Lord. Well, I am so happy to be with you. I'm happy to be with you in Lathrop and in Decula, Georgia, and those folks that are joining us online. Here's what I want to start off with. If we will ask God, if we will ask God, God will pour out his blessings upon us. Somebody say yes. If we ask God, he will pour out his blessings upon us. If you got a Bible, turn to Mark chapter 10. If you don't, don't worry. We're going to put the scriptures up on the screen for you as well tonight. But I want to talk to you a little bit about three stories that are found in that one chapter in Mark's gospel, chapter 10. Let me tell you a story first. Uh, it's kind of a funny story. There's a, a pastor who was getting ready to baptize, you know, baptize somebody in water. And the way that we baptize in water is you dunk them all the way under the water and bring them back up. Well, most of the time you bring them back up again, right? Well, this pastor had this idea because this, this, this young man that was gonna get baptized was kind of arrogant, kind of cocky, kind of like uh, he had it all together. And the pastor wanted him to understand you need to be desperate for God. You must be desperate for God. And the young man's like, yeah, whatever. And the pastor thought, well, I think this is a good opportunity for me to teach this young man a lesson. So he talk, talked to the mom and dad and said, mom and dad is it okay with you, if I teach your boy a lesson, and they're like, oh, teach my boy a lesson. Some of your parents understand what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Teach my boy a lesson. So the pastor went to baptize the young man, grabbed him, said, I want you to pinch your nose and you're going to close your eyes. You're going to go under. I baptize you in the name of Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he dunked him under. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm doing. And he held him under just a little too long. Until the boy started shaking a little bit, hands started flying up, head tried to come up, pastor pushed him down even further. Bubbles, bloop, 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 coming up. And the pastor kept him down a little bit longer until the boy starts thrashing in the water. And finally the pastor brings him out and he's like, (laughs) ha ha, snotting and hacking and coughing. (laughs) I was going to die. The pastor's like, were you desperate for air? That's how desperate you need to be for God in your life. It's okay to be desperate for God. It's okay to be desperate for God to help you no matter what you're going. Some of y'all have marriage problems right now. Some of you have relationship issues, financial issues, and you got all kinds of parenting issues. Some of y'all are afraid right now because your kids, your kids are going back. They're back in school. Some of y'all are like relieved. Hallelujah. But the rest of you are but, <laughs> but 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 there's a part of you that's a little nervous, a little scared. Some of your kids might feel like, Well, this was nice. I got to go to school for a day or two, but now Monday's coming. And it's going to be hard to say goodbye to them again because they're going to be like, wait a minute, I thought it was, because especially if they're in kindergarten, right? It's okay to be desperate. In fact, God says it's good. New Life Church is a safe place for you to be desperate for the things of God because God is drawn, God is drawn to desperation. When you're desperate in your life, God is drawn to that. You have his attention when you're desperate. When you cry out to God, I don't care how young you are how old you are God hears you he understands you he doesn't want you to hurt He wants to heal you and so in mark chapter 10 There's three stories that are kind of pretty awesome that I could domino effect the first story is know about this time Jesus he's been in his three-year earthly ministry before he goes to the cross to give his life for you and me He's about 10 days away from giving his life on the cross. And so nobody really knows this, but Jesus has been, has been you know, he, he promises us, I told you, if we ask God, did I not tell you? If we ask God, God will pour out his blessings upon us. If we ask God, God will pour out his blessings upon us. And so the first part of Mark's gospel chapter 10 is where Jesus comes into contact with this young man. Boy, he's arrogant though. This young man... This young man is filthy rich. He's got all kind of money. Some of y'all are like, I'm going to charge that stage and take that 10 grand out of your hand. It's just fake money, so let's all hang loose and relax. Ain't no preacher going to be having 10 grand, right? So anyway, I got it right here. It's just pretend money. But I'm just illustrating this. This guy is rich. And he's not only rich; he's in charge. He's, he, he doesn't drink out of a plastic bottle. He drinks out of a special cup. This is the kind of, of robe that he would be wearing, because he's a rich young ruler. And this guy is so arrogant, like the young man I was talking about earlier. The pastor baptized. Only this guy was was with Jesus. Jesus has been hanging out with his disciples. It's like his posse, like twelve guys. He's been hanging out for th- for three years and this rich young ruler comes to jesus and he looked good and he had all kind of money and rich people look good everybody say yes they look good it doesn't mean they are good and i imagine jesus disciples were thinking so we finally there's a rich man that's going to join our crew we'd be going to mcdonald's tonight right we we're going to get something good to eat instead of having to find and beg for food and get food from wherever and this this rich young man hollers out what must i do to be saved to jesus and jesus jesus says well have you followed the commands in the bible and the man's since i was a boy see the arrogance the attitude the cockiness that he has and jesus is great since you've done that then now i need you to sell everything you have and give all your possessions away to the poor go 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 and do that and immediately by the way the reason jesus says that is because if you do what jesus is saying if you do then i'll pour my blessings out upon you in your life i'll pour my blessings out upon you in your life But here's what that rich young man who had all the money, got to drink out of the fancy schmancy stuff and wore the nice clothes did. He hung his head and he walked away. He walked away from Jesus because he wasn't willing to give up every, he wasn't desperate for God. I hope tonight that's not you. Then Jesus' posse, the apostles, they were kind of upset. They're like, Jesus, he's leaving. Chase after him. Go get him. I mean, he can take us out for some dinner. We can go to Texas Roadhouse. We can can enjoy something tonight. And Jesus didn't chase after him because this man chose to leave Jesus. And Jesus makes this proclamation. He says these words. Check it out. We'll put it on the screen. Mark chapter 10 uh, for you. If we can do that, thank you. We are going up to Jerusalem, Jesus said, and, he, and the son of man, he's talking about himself, will be delivered over to the chief priests and, and the teachers of the law. They'll condemn him to death. They'll hand him over to the Gentiles who will mock him, make fun of him, spit on him, flog him and kill him. Three days later, he's gonna rise. Jesus is saying, I'm fixing to go to the cross in just a few days. I'm going to give my life. This is one of those serious moments in life. Kids, you ever had a serious moment at your home before where you're like, oh, snap. I better not be cracking no jokes. Oh, I better be listening close. Mom's got that serious tone about her. There's a seriousness going. this, This is a very serious, serious moment. Jesus is saying, he's saying, listen, guys, you don't understand. I'm fixing to go to the cross and I'm going to pour my life out for you. I'm going to give everything that I have for you. I'm going to pour it all out. And right after this serious moment, story number two, these two friends of Jesus, they're part of his crew, part of his, his posse, part of the 12 friends that he has, James and John. Everybody say those names with me. James and John. James and John say, Jesus, come come, come over here. So Jesus comes over here and they say to him, hey, um, Jesus, we, we want something. And Jesus is like, what do you want? Well, we want... We want to be prominent in the church. We want to sit on your right and on your left. I know you told us just a minute ago you're gonna go die on the cross, and, but we want you to know we think we deserve a big high position in the church. That's, you know what, that's rude. It's kind of like hearing that, hearing your sister's gonna die and saying, hey mom, I know my sister's gonna die, but can I have a room? What a terrible thing to say. Or no one like your dad or your uncle is gonna die and you're like, Okay, I understand you're going to die in about 10 days, but can I have your car? That's a terrible thing to say. That's what's terrible of these guys. They didn't get it. Had they known what Jesus was really going to do in giving his life on the cross and that if they would just trust in him and listen to him, that he was going to pour out his blessings upon them, had they understood what was going to go on, man, they, they wouldn't have acted so rudely. Story number three. Now in this story, immediately after, this is the key story. The final thing that Jesus does, the final healing that Jesus does before he goes to the cross, great significance, in verse number 46. This is what it says, check it out on the screen. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd, there was about 150 people, but that's about what's here in the Modesto campus tonight. There's a large crowd, we're leaving the city a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. Now, let's picture what this says. There's this man who cannot see on the side of the road sitting there begging people for some money. Jesus is on his way somewhere, and this blind man is somebody he passes by. Where is Jesus on his way to? The cross. He's getting ready to give his life. And on his way to the cross, blind Bartimaeus starts hollering out on the side of the road. Now, everybody believed that Bartimaeus was blind because he had some kind of sin in his life. Absolutely crazy theology. It's just nuts. But that's what they believed in that time. And he was this blind beggar. And they, everybody around him thinks he must have done something stupid. And that's why he's blind how many know that's crazy thinking but that's what everybody thought then and so this blind man named bartimaeus has his cloak notice the difference beautiful from the rich man but the blind man has a cloak a cloak is like an outer garment like a like a like a jacket you would put over the rest of your clothes and he has his cloak in front of him it's laying down on the ground you know his cloak was his most prized possession in the summertime, he would, he would lay down on it, enjoy the coolness of the breeze. In the wintertime, he'd cover up with it. When he was begging so that he could survive, he'd put it in front of him. That's where people knew to put money is right on top of his cloak. Without his cloak, he couldn't, he couldn't survive. It was the most important item in his life. And then you see this happen in the very next verse. He hears Jesus is there. And when he heard that it was Jesus, son of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. There's a hundred people in the crowd all around. And this blind man hears Jesus is coming and he continues to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on. In other words, I need your help, Jesus. I need you to help me, Jesus. This man is desperate for God. He's desperate because he knows he can't heal himself. He knew he had nothing to offer. But he knew the God of all creation was coming through, passing by. And he knew that if he asked, he knew that if he asked, that God, God by his power would pour out his blessings upon him he give him divine healing in his life. So this guy was going nuts. He was going crazy. He was unashamedly shouting. And here's what the people in the crowd said. Check it out. Many rebuked him. Be quiet. But he shouted all the more. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He wasn't ashamed. In other words, There are people around him are saying, dude, knock it off. We're on our way somewhere. We've got something to do. We're awfully busy. How uncaring is that? But how uncaring is it for you when somebody around you is crying out for help and we respond, shh, you're getting in my way. You're irritating me. You're bothering me. Kids, when you're at school, Somebody needs help. Somebody's having a bad day. And you just want to go hang with your other friends. Sometimes you need to stop. You need to pay attention to the people that are in need around you. You need to give them a high five or a hug. Let them know you see them and you care about them. Help people. How uncaring. But this guy shouts out even more. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on him. In other words, he's saying, dude, you aren't going to shut me up. You aren't going to stop me. You've been making me be quiet my whole life. I'm not going to be quiet anymore. And he cries out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And in the very next, isn't this a great story? In the very next verse, check it out what it says. It says, Jesus stopped. There's 150 people around. Everybody's talking, talk, talk, talk. Jesus hears this guy shouting. So he stops. Remember, he's on his way somewhere. But he stops, he lets himself be interrupted. He stops and said, call him. So they called the blind men. Cheer up, get on your feet, he's calling you. This guy was too busy shouting, Jesus, help, Jesus, help, that he didn't even hear Jesus say, go get him. Because he would have stopped shouting and started going toward the voice of Jesus. He was shouting so passionately out of desperation. How many of us know? we need to cry out for help but too often fear gets in the way can you imagine the regrets in the crowd everybody's telling this guy be quiet and next thing you know Jesus is like go get him and everybody's going snap dang why didn't I cry out to Jesus maybe then Jesus would have poured his blessings out upon me in my life also but they didn't shout out to Jesus Because they weren't desperate for Jesus like this guy was. Then after they called him over, the first thing that he does, the Bible says, is he takes his cloak and he throws it to the side and he goes to Jesus. Oh, I hope you're understanding what I'm talking to you about. His cloak was his only way of making a living. It kept him warm, it kept him cool, it kept him safe, and it was a way that somebody could put the money that he was begging for on. It's the only tool, the most valuable possession in his life. The rich young man, dude, he wasn't willing to throw his stuff aside. He wasn't willing to give his stuff to the poor. He had to hold on to all his stuff, but this blind man, oh, he did just the opposite, didn't he? He was so desperate for God that he threw it down and he went to where Jesus was. And then in verse number 51, check out what he says to Jesus. Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, I want to see. What he didn't say is I need food. What he didn't say is I need money. What he didn't say is I need some things. He said, I want to see listen do we spend our life asking Jesus to heal our symptoms or are we asking him to help us with the root of our problems in our life I am so glad you're here I'm real I can't tell you I'm almost moved to tears that you're here tonight that we're we're blessed to be able to serve you Um, but but maybe you're not here for a backpack And a hot dog and some wonderful clothes maybe you're here for something even better Jesus wants to transform your life your entire life he wants to pour out he just wants he just keeps pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring and he will not stop and look at what the blind man does next verse we're about done you ready baby here we go this is the great one go Jesus said your faith has healed you immediately he received his sight and he ran home to tell mama mama no he didn't do that and he followed jesus when god does something great in your life follow him jesus is trustworthy Jesus did for this man what nobody else in the world could do and Jesus will do for you What nobody else in the world can do? Nobody no amount of money no amount of possessions nothing. I know we need stuff to survive But we need Jesus Desperately in our lives we need Jesus desperately in our homes Desperately in our workplaces and desperately in our neighborhoods Jesus wants to heal your body. He wants to heal your mind. He wants to heal your heart and he wants to heal your spirit That's what Jesus came to do, but there's an enemy There's an enemy Satan wants to destroy you But I am here to tell you tonight. He can't hold you he can't stop you and he can't hurt you because if you're a child of the living god if you're a child of jesus that's who you are and every time you cry out to god in desperation he hears you he meets you and he helps you would you bow your hearts and your heads i want to pray with you tonight please mighty god mighty god we come before you tonight and we say thank you that when we're desperate you never deny us when we're desperate you never turn your back on us when we're desperate you hear us and you always help us God help us to walk in your power I pray for those who are crying out in desperation for their children for their marriage for the hurts and pains in their life allow us to be healed God God help us recognize the desperation of our situation and thank you for teaching us to cry out to you Thanks, God, that we don't have to pretend that everything's okay when it's not because it's okay to not be okay as long as we're following Jesus. Now, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, honor God with this. Nobody looking around, no goofing around. Is it possible that you were here today because God wanted you to hear these three simple words from the heart of God? You ready? I love you. I love you. God is telling you that. He's never stopped loving you. It's no accident that on this hour, at this time, on this day, you're hearing God speak to you, saying, I love you. And I wonder if maybe there's somebody here tonight that would say, I, I've been avoiding you, God. I've been doing all I can to distract myself. But tonight I decide that I'm like this blind Bartimaeus. I'm going to choose to be like him. And i will follow you instead of like the rich young ruler who bowed his head in shame and walked away from jesus so with all heads bowed and all eyes closed at all of our campuses right now if you're here today and you would say troy i want to put my hope my faith and my trust in jesus i may not understand what that all means but it's time that i turn my life over to god i want to follow jesus with desperation I need his help in my life I need his help if that's you I'm gonna to count to three and when I get to three I just want you to raise your hand really high wherever you're at one two three come on now online Tequila Georgia Lathrop California Modesto California hands going up all over the place God I want to follow you with my whole life I am desperate for you help me God help me God I need your help. God, I pray for all the hands that are lifted up at all of our campuses. I ask that you would meet us in a mighty way. God, help us, we pray. Now, if you've never given your life to Jesus and you want Jesus to come into your heart to change your life and to make you new, just pray this prayer right after me out loud, right where you're at. Dear God, come into my heart, change my life, save me. I ask for your forgiveness. From all my sins, and I will follow you all the days of my life in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Come on, I give the Lord a hand clap in Lathrop. Come on, hand clap in Georgia. A hand clap in Modesto. Come on now. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. Oh, 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 oh. Remember, god will continue to pour out his blessing he'll just keep pouring out his blessings upon your life we're so proud of you we're grateful you came and we're at this time going to turn it over to the campus leaders and campus pastors at all of our other campuses god bless you richly today amen amen so now we're offline i do want to tell you thank you